Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to episode 752. Yes, you can find the full episode with China Down Everything on all the major podcast platforms. 752. Later on the show, it is Monday. That means it's Serial Killer Monday. Anyway, very important subject today. And I'm hoping that all the creators that are within the motorcycling community will address this. And I'm not talking about just the protocol channels, the news channels. I'm hoping everybody that does motorcycle-related content will give their two cents regarding this. Our numbers are so big that we can make a dent in what the media propagates as well as what law enforcement propagates when it concerns clubs. They're always defining clubs as criminal organizations. Always, they go by the guidance of the Department of Justice. We have to start picking apart this narrative. The first time in history, independent journalists, independent contributors, independent creators can push back. We have the numbers to do so. So we need to come together and let people know that, hey, this is false. We need to let people know just because a few people of an organization is convicted of criminal stuff, it doesn't mean the entire club is. I say that over and over and over again. Sometimes you might get sick of it, but you know what? I want you to. I want you to get sick of hearing me say that because then it gets into your head that, hey, anytime you see a news story, well, that was just a couple individuals that don't make the whole thing criminal. The narrative is sickening. Like here in Chicago, there hasn't been a major RICO case since the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was only specific people that went down. That doesn't make everybody a criminal. I can tell you from experience, if you got caught doing any dirty stuff, Within the club I was in, you were on the street. They didn't want to deal with it. You got busted. They're not getting you lawyers because it ain't their responsibility. 
because they are not a criminal organization. You're done. You're out on the street. We don't want no part of it. Especially nowadays, there's too much technology. There's an ever-changing way of thinking within the biker community. And that goes for the clubs, too. Now, am I going to say bikers, uh, clubs were all goody two-shoes? No, man. We know how it all started. But it was a different time period. But because of that time period... They want to continue labeling people. And every time it does go down, these local PDs, the sheriffs, they always refer to the Department of Justice. Oh, come on, man. We all know what they're about. We know how they're acting. Hell, they knew what we went through for the last four years with this conspiracy theory, it just came out it was false. They knew it was from day one, but they put the country through it. And that's entirely what they do with clubs. Because they have to get a budget right behind me. That's F House at Staveville. That's how they're making their money. That's how they get their budgets. That's how they make a living. And it gets tiring for people that are hardworking truck drivers, blue collars. I don't care if they're white collars. They're working hard, supporting their families, putting food on the table. But they're going to be called a bunch of criminals. They're going to be profiled. Why? Because they wear a patch. What about Leo's club? What about them? When they commit something, no, they'll pull the badge out. That's what they'll do. They'll pull the badge out. You want to know where the guidance, the DOJ most of the time gets their stuff, and I bet you didn't know this. UNODC, United Nations Office, of drugs and crime. That's where they get it. Here's your definition, and you can look on the DOJ stuff and see about the same thing. Definition, they're calling it. The most obvious distinction distinction between organized crime and other forms of criminal conduct is that it is organized. In terms, it does not include random, unplanned individual criminal acts. Instead, it focuses exclusively on planned, rational acts that reflect the effort of groups or individuals. They put individuals in that. See how they're able to mold their narrative? Several efforts have been made to elicit common elements to describe and define organized crime with greater specificity. You guys cannot even define it. But you're using it on people in real life, but you can't define it. That's why RICO, I believe, is unconstitutional. Because they get a whole broad range of powers. 
Do you want to know something? You got old boy over there that does his video. He infiltrated a club here in Chicago. But won't he, he won't tell you is that he initiated most of it. Entrap people. Because brotherhood is strong. Hey, a brother needs me. I got to go do this stuff. Initiated it. That's how they do it. And then they turn around and blame it. They don't have recorders on them all the time. So you never know if they go, hey, man, you know, I got this going on. You want to get in this deal with me? When this other guy had no intention of committing anything until this dude came. How's those lines? Thought you guys weren't supposed to do that stuff. That's what I can put out there. Little subtle hints. What they do is pick and choose. They're going to target somebody. Why? Because they got to make their budget. They got to make their money. That's what this is all about. Is money. And keeping that prison complex behind me going. They're making what? $30,000, $40,000 a year per inmate. That's the correction system. Then you throw in all the confiscations and all that for property, resell the whole nine yards. You got some big money happening. A list of all the crimes committed by organized criminal groups would be outdated quickly as social, political, and technological changes result in changing opportunities for crime in different locations. Therefore, the unit of analysis is, is in most definition is not the offense, but the offender. But you got DOJ releasing these guidelines that, hey, let's put them all in one box. They can't even get together on their definition. They think everybody's Buggy, Bugsy Siegel or Lucky Luciano in clubs. That's not how it is. And the media jumps all over this. All over this. Why? Because it sells papers. It sells ads. Why do you think all the shows about bikers and clubs Make so much money. Because people want to live through that type of stuff. Live through them. But that's not how it is. But you won't have the feds. You won't have uh, local and all that stuff. Tell you that. Normal hard working people. Instead, when something goes down. They want to make everybody into the big, bad, evil bastards. That's what they want to do. So hopefully, creators, let's get on this. Everybody's talking about unity. This is something you can address. Give your thoughts on this. 
help get the word out because we do have the numbers to overcome their propaganda. More than ever, people are going to independent sources for their information. Why? Because they don't trust these people no more. We got to capitalize on that. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section of the platforms. China Dow's coming up right now, right after this music break. We'll be right back. Listen to us in Discord. You'd actually interact with us on Discord during because the show's live. And we have all kinds of fun. Like last week, China was dancing on, her, on the freaking stool in my studio with just a thong on. Unbelievable the things that happened during the show. We'll be right back.
we got Professional Monkey on, baby. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at and that. I'll tell you what. I mean, you just got hit me on. Like I was like running in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no Damn. joke. That was that was a surprise to me. You popped up. I was like, what? I, I was like rushing from the garage on the phone. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, not like I'm important or nothing. But damn, the last minute. How you doing, man? How's everything been? How's your weekend? Good. The uh, uh, the organization telling me name had their big annual event called the Hundred Mile Ride this Saturday. So we had. Uh, Every chapter in the world on the same day goes out for what is not far. I know that. People say all the time, like, 100 miles. I'm like, that ain't the thing, man. When this started years ago, it was about raising awareness. Uh, we said, well, how far can you go where civilians will go with you? And we're like, probably 100 miles about as far as you can go. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's not about the overall club members or members. It's uh, the people that are going to ride with you. Right. It's, it's it's people off the street that, that want to come along and support, and that's fantastic. But we found that past 100 miles, people just stop going. So so we uh, we always make it 100 miles each way, you know what I mean, and, and, and try and have them make a good day of it. But we went, I think all in, we went 320 miles out to this place in the middle of nowhere in the Everglades and had seafood and and just had a good time. We were all, wore out when we got home because it was, man, summer has arrived in South Florida. Where, where, oh, where, do, you, where do you live? I'm in West Palm. Okay, you said Everglades. But we were, in the, we were in the actual Everglades yesterday, yeah. and it was I swear to God, it was 5 billion freaking percent humidity, and it was hot. We're, and the place we were at was an outdoor, on-the-water seafood bar, and we're just dying. Like, it was it was, it was was fun, but Jesus. And I grew but, up there in uh, Kendo, Miami, uh, closer yeah, to there the you Everglades. Go. Yeah. There he well, be. Look at this guy walking through. Uh, what is he? What, what is that? And I, I guess we got uh, somebody on the uh, outside doing a correspondence journalism stuff, man. <laughs> you, you, oh, you didn't just rob that bank. <laughs> Let me tell you something, guys. I am at the worst effing restaurant I've ever been to in my entire life. I've been here since past six o'clock. No, before six o'clock. Still waiting on food. There's only three tables here, man. Where are uh, you? You at home or you out of town? No, I'm uh, well, I'm out of town, but yeah, I expected to be home like shortly. Fucking ass, man. What's up, professional monkey? Screw How my noise. What's going on, everybody? Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking this set here. I gotta take my hat off. Yeah, you know, everybody bro, put it, put it back on, bro. Put it, put it back. <laughs> I can't, I can't see anything behind you. I can see the glare, the glare on your head. Hair is overrated. Like <laughs> so, monkey man, you're you're well known within the scene for your Sturges commentary, your how tos when you're going the Sturges. Uh, your RV rocks. I watched that video of the walkthrough. That was kick ass right there. So, and your work in your garage, man. You know how to build some cholo bikes. You know how to uh, work on motorcycles which right now is really a dying type of specialty among bikers man everybody just hands that stuff over to harley davidson but where was your entry into motorcyclists <laughs> well you're far too friggin kind because for you to say that i know how to work on a bike is, <laughs> is uh, 
I know how to take painted plastic stuff and put it over other painted parts, and it just looks real good. You know, like yeah, I, saw, I, I saw that. I saw that when you put the chrome piece around your radio. There you go. I can do that. You know, like, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can do. I would say, you know what, Revzilla has their like beard level of of difficulty. I can do like a four out of five. But as soon as you're cracking engine casings, you're like, ah, you lost me. That and wiring. I don't do other than lights. But it started with. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the back of my dad's bike. Um, I was actually telling a story the other day that when I was little, he always had jet bikes because we couldn't afford a Harley. That was in the 70s and 80s when they was real, real expensive. And he finally was able to buy a used Sporty. And that's what we rode many, many, many miles. Went to Sturgis on it a couple times when I was little because he makes bad decisions as a father. And... uh, uh Finally, during the, during the uh, late '80s, was on the whole two year waiting list thing to get a new one when the five speed belt drive came out. You know, because ours was a chain four speed, and they called and said, "This dude ordered one. You want it black? This one's dark red. But if you want it, come get it." And my dad's freaking out, going, "Man, I can't, I can't afford a bike right now." But he listed the black one, the four speed, the old one in the paper, and it sold in ninety minutes. From the time that ad dropped, because that's how in demand they were. And then what started was we'd go to Doc's Harley in St. Louis and dig through piles of parts. Remember when the parts were shrink wrapped on a cardboard? Yeah, it was like a tan cardboard with orange stuff on. And that's what the accessories look like. And we'd buy whatever we could find for it. And we'd take it home and he'd go, you put that shit on. And then I was was like 12. You know, whatever in the garage, taking the Sportster apart and figuring out how to put a chrome battery box cover on it or whatever. And and it was fun, man. It was like freaking you know, <laughs> loud Harley Legos, you know, and, and that's it's just stuck. That and because we couldn't afford to pay nobody to do nothing for us. We had to do it. You can afford the part, but you can't afford the labor. <laughs> and and even part. today, even though maybe I could, I still I just prefer to do everything I can myself just because it's fun. I enjoy it. There's pride there, you know. Do you like uh, the Cholo style, man? Because I see you really got Hey, guys, I'll be back. Go kill kill the food. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I actually always – I always like those bikes, man. I I go to L.A. for work sometimes or something, and and I would be there over a weekend, and I would just find a bike show or something. I was always envious of the freaking – the engraving and the paintwork and the – they were just and as tar, tall as the bars could go, 20s, 22-inch bars on them and, and fishtails. And I, I, I always loved that style. And when the opportunity came about that I, I had taken over my dad's old heritage, I'm like, I'm going to cholo that bike once and for all. And I was telling my friend, who's the, my buddy's the CEO of, of Van Black, you know. And he was like, really? Because I was thinking about making a cholo fender. And he was like, if you want to be a guinea pig, we'll work something out. So he, he sent me that body. His people painted it. And I had already done the pipes and the bars and the wheels and, the, you know, the lighting and everything else on it. But he sent me the body and there it is. So that that's uh, I love those bikes. Mine's 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 not all in, though, man. You go to those 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 West Coast style shows and those dudes have the attention to detail, hours details and engraving on them and stuff like that's That's mine's a rider. You know what I mean? I still ride it. Probably I ride it more than my bagger. You know, rock on, man. Are you gonna get any engraving done on the engine or no? No. If you if you this is not knocking those bikes, but the the, the reality is, if you ride the bike, 
in the chrome, once you penetrate the chrome to engrave it, you've weakened it and it'll pop. And if you actually ride a bike that gets hot, cold, hot, cold, and then gets wet in Florida, frick, wild on, you know, man, you get, you're always wet down here that the crank, the chrome will start popping all over the place. So most of those bikes that go all in, they, the dudes have a real rider, but that's their show bike. And you really just can't go that far on one you're going to ride. Mm. What was it about the West Coast that you really got attached to? Was it the atmosphere of the bike shows? Because uh, a lot of stuff out on West Coast, man, you you know, you put those low riders uh, with the Cholo bikes. And yeah. those low riders are a piece of art, man. They really That's are. That's really what it was, man. I, I'd go to a bike show or something. I was out there and. And it was, and low riders are cool, right? There ain't nobody, you can't, you, even if it's not your style or whatever, not your culture, or you're freaking redneck from South Arkansas, like my family is, whatever. It's still, you still see those things, like you said, in their artwork, the hours and the dedication and the, and, and then you start seeing motorcycles done the same way. And long fishtails is really what got me. Long fishtails and a 21 inch spoke on the front is when I was like, man, that's pretty. I like that. When the, when the front fender is three millimeters off the tire. And it's just, they look fantastic. And I always wanted to do one and there you go. Well, you know what? It's kind of interesting. You know, the long ass fishtails back in the day, man, they used to have the fishtails that went up into the up sweeps. Mm -hmm. Now that was a style right there, even though you were deaf from, you know, that point yeah. on and stuff like that. But it just goes to show you how it gets, uh, you know, it goes into a big circle. Some of the styles that are out there. They always come back. It always comes back around. It's circular, know. man. Like it is. You know the the whole. Now I think you'd say the whole touring bike dresser phase. No one. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No. Right? Like that. That that came out of nowhere because I, when I was a kid, man, a dresser was for old people. You're like oh, old people <laughs> rode electric glides or whatever. Like when you were just about to die, you went out and bought an ultra classic, and that's what you rode. And, and or unless you were actually going. You know, New York, LA, and back and forth, that kind of stuff. That's and, true. and then all of a sudden, you start seeing dudes building street glides, big wheel baggers, and all that stuff. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I always said that was going to be the bike when I retire. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think the big wheel baggers came from all the, the new school riders that, you know, let's be honest. I mean, they're not the old school bikers, you know, and, and they, they came about and they liked the big rims and all that stuff. And they were kind of half ghetto and it just started. Yeah. <laughs> you know? they, they make more sense, right? Because if you're going to spend all day in the saddle, it's better to do that than on a rigid sporty chopper, right? Like, you know, oh, you yeah. still walk yeah. after you've been on your street glide all day. Your Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, I they all, you know, I wish I could up. like put a shout out for this restaurant that I'm at. Just just to tell people that it's the suckiest restaurant I've ever been to in my entire fucking life. Oh, my That's God. The name of it? That's a bad name for a restaurant. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to say the name of the that restaurant the just because name. then people know where I'm at. But, oh, my God, bro. I, I waited all day for this food, guys. I, I just got to vent for a minute. I waited all day for this freaking food. I'm starving. And there's a freaking hair in my food. I took one bite, and I said, I'll be outside. Take this back. Thank you. <laughs> wow wow and i'm not a big complainer go going going back to the baggers and stuff like that that you know what they got the bagger racing series right now I, that's yeah. something i never would have thought would happen never you know what i think we're gonna do next though i think it's on the same thing i think we should all get some mercury grand marquees 
and, and hop them <laughs> up and race them because it's kind of the same thing. Like I, I, I get the idea of trying to get the most power out of your bike. But when that first started, I was like, why would you race the biggest, heaviest, <laughs> like worst handling motorcycle on the bike? But then again, that come full circle. And now I think it's awesome because they don't have control. Like you, they're hitting those corners and that thing's heavy and they're still holding it down pretty good. You know so. what, the, what they're doing with a lot of the baggers now is they're like, remember back in the day, I mean, well, even to this day for me, we wanted to lower our bike and now they actually hire their bike. They, they raise the rear end so that they can hit the corners a lot harder and it's a little more nimble and they do different shocks and stuff like that. And, and they do the T-bars instead of ape hangers and stuff performance motors i mean they, they get into it man yeah but now a lot of these guys watching that are going off the side of the road thinking they can do the same shit literally i see it all the time i oh, here in the twisted sisters up here in texas these big baggers trying to take these tor- turns like they're on a sport bike yeah 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 that's all the yahoos that we hear about and see you know on here that they, they go to uh Oh, uh, what, what is a tail of the dragon? Everybody wants to go to the tail of the dragon and hit the curves like they're on a rice yeah. rocket and shit. And it's like, dude, you're on a Harley, man. Just cruise. Well, that's what it's for, man. You see the on gold wings hitting the tail of the dragon. Those guys are freaking nuts. Have you seen some of them gold wings? Yeah. <laughs> because the bags are high and they sit high anyway, and they actually evidently do handle well. And there's guys yeah. pulling the wheel off the ground out of turns on those things. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, what got you, you know what, you're really big in the Sturges. What got you in the Sturges where you're there every year? What is, what's so special that we're missing? Because I've been down to Daytona Bike Week, if wasn't too impressed. But uh, I'm more of a weekend type of rallies. You know, you go out there, you get in trouble, stuff like that. But what makes Sturges so special? It's probably, I mean, it's got to be a little different for me in that it, I started going when I was 12. That was the first time I went. I was 12 years old. And uh, I mean, let's be honest, it was public sex acts when you're 12 years old. That'll make you want to come back to a place. <laughs> you, you see that and you're like, all right, this is all right. So uh, I went yeah, there yeah. first time. It was, it was late 80s and we stayed at Glencoe and they, we pull in and I'm a freaking kid. And I'm like, we had a we, This is how protective my father, my father's a drill instructor in the Marine Corps. As, as protective as he was of his bike, there was a separate tent for the bike to go in at night to keep the condensation and the dirt off of it. Right. Like, so we're setting all this stuff up for the bike to go in. And next to us comes in these like 20 something year old dudes on their old, on their rigid pans and stuff. And they're setting up their campsite. And dad's like, I'm going to go get ice. Don't leave this spot. He goes to get ice. I turn around. All these dudes, girls take everything off. And that was just the way it was for the rest of the week. Now, again, young kid, that's going to that's going to affect you forever. Right. Like that's I need to go back to this place. Then we go to the Buffalo Chip. We're watching the Doobie Brothers and my dad's buddies are all there. And I'm looking over. You can ride your bike up to the stage at the Buffalo Chip and sit on your bike and watch a concert. It's like people all around you. You're sitting there watching Kid Rock or whoever sitting on your bike. And I look over and there's something going on. I can't tell what it is, but there's something going on in the crowd. And I and I lean over to my dad's buddy Daryl and I go, "What? What's going on over there?" And he just goes, "Uh, oh, that chick's going down on that chick." And just goes back to watching the concert like like nothing had just happened. Like that was just you know normal stuff. And and I was like, "Well, I'm going to be coming to this every year for the rest of my life." And and so that's where it started. But really, with all jokes aside. 
I've been to a lot of rallies, a lot of good weekend Midwest rallies being from St. Louis and they're fun, man. It's, it's a good time to make friends and have a good time. But Sturgis to me is the only rally where the riding is as good as the party. So you, you, you ride Iron Mountain Road, which I, I haven't ridden Tail of Dragon, but a whole lot of my friends and brothers and stuff that have, that have ridden both are like, they are at least equal, but then they all go like, oh, my favorite is this or my favorite is that. So it's that level of, of technical riding, the Badlands, Needles Highway, herds of buffalo. I, I mean, just incredible, amazing scenery, the, uh, Rushmore. And then at night, you, you stay at the chip or you go to the chip and you see ZZ Top in a big amphitheater and you make friends that you, I literally dudes I talk to every day via all these different chats that I met at Sturgis that I see every year and ride with every year because they're pals. And it's, it's, it's something special, you know, like, yes, it's gotten big and it's gotten commercial and it's gotten expensive and it's gotten all that stuff. It's still great. You know, how has it changed though over the years? How is the activities, uh, what you've seen, because I know uh, 80s and 90s, it was just a let loose party. And then the restrictions started coming in. How has it changed for you, the experience? Some of the things that bother other people that don't bother me, right? So uh, I, I have a toy hauler RV. That's how I go. It's not a million dollar motor coach, but it, it's it's I like it, right? Some people resent the fact that people come in RVs. Why so they hate that? All they, well, I, I don't know why they're they're like they don't have oh, one. Friggin' rich guys have ruined it. And I'm like, no, man, it's not. I don't. You know what it is? My my theory is they don't have one. They're jealous, and so they talk shit. You know that just that's, it's exactly that's, right because our age, man, we did our sleeping on the ground by the next of the road. I ain't doing it no more. I, I think, <laughs> I I think the only ones that always say that are the ones that. That that say what what you just said, uh, professional monkey. That oh, they're just jealous because they can't afford it, and um, I I just think that's a lame reply. I, I see that all the time, man. Now, I've been one of the t- the same people that say if you don't ride there, I mean, you can't call yourself a biker, dude. I mean, come on. But about four years ago, me and a brother of mine who's got like this huge, huge RV, right. And it's got the garage in the back and everything. And he's like, yeah, we'll trailer our bikes down. You know, we'll take the bikes down. I'm like, dude, I'm a biker. I'm riding my bike, man. I'm not getting in no trailer. What, what are you, a poser? So we get to where we're going. I rode. He drove the, the RV. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was about 1,500 miles away. And when I got there, I did not want to go for a ride anymore, man. <laughs> I was done, dude. Like, I was so sore. <laughs> Dude, I was so sore. My bike is tired. I'm tired. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And they're like, well, we're going out riding. And I'm like, okay, all right. I, I see the point now. And also, <laughs> I understand it when 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 people when people do talk smack about it, right? And they want to make a big deal out of it. My experience right. is they aren't going as far as I am. Right. Right. Like it's five thousand miles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and and if you have an RV, I do think, like, if you own an RV and you ride, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> like, because hotel what room the hotel room is $400 for? a night. Like, a hotel room is $400 a night. So you are choosing to tent it in the dirt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, like it, yeah. it, it actually if you can find a room. 
Yeah, like so. It, and I and I got my father <laughs> going this year, and he's he's crashing in the back. So I'm providing a place for me and him. You know, like it just makes more sense. That and I get stopped in St. Louis, yeah. my hometown, for a couple days. You know, is, is on the way up there. So yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but I think that the only time we can say if you're if you don't ride, you're not real, is if we were all coming from the same place. None of us had RVs. We all had the same right. vacation schedule. We all, you know, what I mean, like you can't you can't yeah. just make blanket. Because everyone's got different situations, you know, like yeah. But, and also, the way, another you know guy, the way, the way I've dudes, always looked at it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, a lot of dudes that I like give me shit. You finally get out of them. Either number one, they're not going, or number two, they live in North Dakota, yeah. three hundred <laughs> miles from the rally. It's like kiss my ass. You're going back and forth. <laughs> well, it, and it's <laughs> like it's like Danny said. I mean, uh, as soon as you get there, you're going to be so tired. Yeah, by yeah, riding. Man. I mean, you want to enjoy the. I mean, I got same as Hollywood. I obviously being from Florida, I went to Daytona a lot growing up, and I kind of got either burnt out on it or bad taste in my mouth. I just after that, I really didn't care about going to rallies, really. Right. Because I mean, it was just traffic. You know, I've I've rode to Daytona before, and and yeah, when I got to Daytona, the last thing I I mean, not that there's any, not that I know of anyway. There's there's not a lot of great riding in Florida. You know, not in Daytona area anyway, but, you know, when you get there, yeah, you, you don't want to ride, man. You're tired, you know, you're, you're hurting. You've been on the road all day. You know, God forbid your bike broke down two or three times on the way there. You know, when you get there, man, it's like, I don't want to go for a ride, man. I just want to sit here and chill, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally get why people, you know, take their trailers now. So Daytona, like the, the ride you've got is the loop, right? I mean, the loop is nice. Yeah. It's well, 45 minutes and you're done. So, okay. So you go and then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go back the other way. Now you got an yeah. hour and a half in the saddle. Now what the yeah. hell are you going to do? You go down on yeah, Main that's Street. About it. There are okay. more people than any that should be allowed in any one place. It's so friggin' packed. Yeah. You got uh, those freaking three-wheel cars, uh, slingshots with Christmas yeah. lights all over them and the loud stereo competition. <laughs> Revving yeah. the fucking lawnmower motor as loud as they can. You know, it's, it's, it's hell. It main yeah, street exactly. is hell in a lot of ways. <laughs> it is. It and really you go is. Back to the campground because the campground at least you'll find some bikers and some rock music and and a good party and you know that kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, we used to leave our bikes at the show. campground and then just went with the girls on the jeeps. That's what we did to the beach and that's all we just hung right. out at the beach. So, do you right. recommend uh, what campgrounds do you recommend in the Sturges? You know, yeah, there are a lot. It's all about it's all about whether or not you want to sleep or not. <laughs> I mean, like, like I, I, I stay I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I stay at the chip like 99 percent of the time because I, I like, I like the parties, I like the writing, but I like concerts also, and I know I'm gonna go to the chip three, four, five times, and so you buy the pass, and the pass doesn't matter if you're staying there or just going to see the concert. So why not just stay there, right? So I stay at the chip because for that. But Glencoe is 10 minutes away now. The chip has a lot of rules these days when you have big concerts and you have, you know, uh, a Snoop Dogg performing and stuff. There's a lot of security restrictions. There's a lot of, you know, securities everywhere. They find them big ass South Dakota farm boys with cowboy hats and their own their buffalo chip cut. And I don't know if there's secret tunners, tunnels under the ground, but them motherfuckers are going to appear like, like out of nowhere. Like it's a dude start to throw down and 12 of them just appear and just they just, you know. So you really got to mind your P's and Q's there. You got to keep your clothes on if you're a woman, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, but, that's uh, stupid. 
Glencoe. <laughs> I ain't going anymore. Nah, right. nah, that's not even a biker event. Screw that. But Glencoe across the street doesn't have the big concerts, but it basically has no rules. Like, there's guys like that, that direct traffic. That's it, to make sure nobody hits nobody. But other than that, there's dudes who set up stages and full DJ setups, and they're just there camping, and, and nobody's got nothing on the whole, <laughs> the whole week. I mean, it is... <laughs> So we go All back right. and forth. Like you can go and, and party one night at Glencoe and then go back to Chip and you know, and then mm. you go to uh, but yeah, so Glencoe and Chip are the top two. But there's one called Kickstands around the corner that's really good. One called the Lazy Days. There's the the broke no, not the broke. What is it? Uh uh Pappy Hoyle, which used to be the Iron Horse, I think. That's the full throttle place. They've got a campground. There's campgrounds all over the place. Hey, professional, the what's, uh, what, what's the deal with your slow ass golf cart? Someone's asked me to. Ask. <laughs> so I got. I got to bring that up. That has got to be Buffalo in the side shack. It is Buffalo. Shit. Yeah, it's Buffalo. I got, so I ain't gonna throw him. Yeah, I threw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> when we got there last year, uh, I own a golf cart because I'm a Floridian and I'm therefore half dead, even though I'm not old enough. <laughs> but. Uh, I pulled mine all the way up there in my rig. I had my wife's dresser, my dresser, and my cart, and I unloaded them all, and he had rented one. And immediately, being bikers, we're like, well, we got to race. And he <laughs> raced his rental golf cart versus mine that I own, which even though they're the same model, same brand, same engine, and he had his wife with me and I was alone, I'm evidently so fat that he pulled out in front of me and just and just pulled away. The whole, it was faster than mine. <laughs> I don't know how. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so yeah, my slow ass golf cart. Here's the funny thing. I'm not bringing mine this year. I've rented mine. So I'm just going to put a blower on it and drop a 600 out of a, an R6 in it. Do you go with your family to uh, Sturgis or, or, or mostly with your friends or it's, my wife goes my wife. My, so we got a little one. I got a nine year old girl and uh, my wife. <laughs> Is going this year we're doing differently. She's actually going into St. Louis and driving up with me just for fun. And then she'll be there like three or four days. And then she's got to go home because the little one's got to start school. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's fun, man. So I'd, I'd want her there the whole time if possible. But rock on, I'm really man. missing my studio right now. It's so much warmer in my studio. And I have a <laughs> camera holder. I would have made golf carts, man. I'm actually looking to get a golf cart. Screw Dude, all that fun, right now. But they're pretty expensive right now. Yeah, they I are. Don't know, man. You'd get them off of freaking Facebook Marketplace for like twenty five hundred. No, not anymore. <laughs> one that don't have a motor in it. Yeah, if you get one for twenty five hundred, it's a junker out of a trailer park no, I, somewhere. I got, a, I got a good deal of the golf cart if you want one, but it's gonna be about five grand. But it's only two years old, six seater. Man, I'm talking about something that's like twenty years old. Man, I don't go for that new stuff. Dude, the twenty-year-old ones are selling for like six, seven grand. I'm not, I'm not joking. You know, if you're gonna do it, I, I kick myself every day for not finding an old AMF Harley three-wheel golf cart. Oh man, you know what? You can find them pretty cheap, yeah. but I, that, I, I want a four-wheel one. I don't want a two-wheel. Well, one. if you want well, a anyway, zip you may as well make it exciting. And our right. zip code monkey, uh, you get those all day long for a thousand. They're all over marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, well, over here in Texas, we go to Port Aransas, and everybody buys a golf cart for Port A. Uh, but I, I'm, I have a deal with a guy at a resort there that they're going to get rid of 10 golf carts at the end of the summer. And they're still a couple years old, but they're getting new ones in. So he said he's going to pull his cipher for like five grand for me. That's a good deal. Yeah. Not bad. 
Well, what do you say, monkey, about those people that go around saying, well, you got a golf cart, you're going around there instead of your bike? You got a golf cart, RV. You know what? I say work harder. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I say to the people that go, oh, you got a golf cart, oh, you got a trailer. Man, mind your damn business and just do what you're going to do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And there's exactly. the same ones who'll be asking for a ride later on. <laughs> Here's the thing is, yeah, when they're all drunk at the front gate, like, hey, can you give me a ride to my trailer? No, bro, I'm phony, dog. I'm a poser. <laughs> I'm gonna pose they keep, my ass. They keep falling back to yeah. over the bike. Yeah, I'm gonna pose like this the whole time I'm driving. <laughs> no, the, 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 every, the only people who talk shit about the golf cart so much are those that haven't been to the Buffalo Chip before because the, the Buffalo Chip is ruts, a field, it's a pasture 51 <laughs> weeks out of the year. So you're riding your bike stone sober dancing, right? You know, the whole way going to the, the rig. So uh, four wheels is better than two. And it's huge. Like it's many, many, many acres. So if you if you are tenting it or whatever, and then you decide you're going to walk to the amphitheater for the big concert that night, you hike all the way there. You're like, oh, I forgot my lighter. Now it's a fucking mile back to the rig to get, you know, like it's, it's far, like it's a lot of distance. And if you got a cart, that's why they rent so many of them. You, you, you friggin' drive up to the parking lot, you leave it, you walk into the campground, have, I mean, the, the amphitheater, have a good time. You drive home. Like it, I mean, it's, I don't know how many square miles it is, but it's a lot of walking, you know, and you ain't, you're not going to take the bike. I can't tell you how many dudes I've seen because of the hills and the ruts and stuff, and they bike. come drunk out of a concert they get six foot and they dump that bike and pin themselves <laughs> under it. And, you know, and I, this was last year we had to run up and pick a dude up out of his bike that fell over. And, you know, right. Well, as, as a first timer, what would you tell the people the must do's are? Well, you got to do the chip at least one night, no matter where you're staying, pick a big concert and go just so you can see that you got to ride needles highway. You got to ride Iron Mountain Road. You got to do the wildlife loop where you see the buffalo. You got to go to the Badlands. You got to do Rushmore. Uh, if you're into big wet t-shirt contest, you got to go to Alzada, Montana and go to Topless Tuesday. And on the way, you see Devil's Tower on the way. Now, you see it one time, you've seen it. It's a big fucking rock sticking up out of the ground. Like, you know, like, all right, I've seen that. Move on, you know. Mm. Um, and then probably go to Glencoe one night and party. And you got to go to Main Street. And you got to do the vendors, and you got to oh, you got to go to Rally X fifty five where the the dealer is because it's it's just a city of parts manufacturers. So, so how right. many how many days do you, you say is a, like a good amount for from start to finish? Oh, you need at least at least a week. You can fill as long as you want to be there. Like you'll fill it. There's you know, uh, the Topless Tuesday thing is a day because it's a lot of distance. You're actually going to go from South Dakota through Wyoming and into Montana to Dang. go to that to that bar. Uh, and then I think I'm forgetting a state too that you go. I to. just bring my old lady; she'll just take her shirt off. And... <laughs> like, yeah, done. But have you gone I to mean, the Black Pine Gypsies yet? The racing? I did. We did that a couple years ago. That's. I mean, it's it's hill climbs. I think the to me the most fun was watching the kids because there's like they got freaking five year olds on tiny ass dirt bikes doing <laughs> hill climbs. Like they got guts to see a kid <laughs> try and climb that hill straight up. That's fun, but it's 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 uh it's it's pricey <laughs> to go to it and, and it's a whole day. It's I mean you gotta do it at least once. There's a lot of things you gotta do at least once, you know. Mm. 
you like the hill climbs, not only in Sturges, but you get into the sport because the sport's making a rebound now. It's, I mean, we used to go when I was a kid when we go to Sturgis, so I've seen it a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, but it's a whole, it's a whole day, you know, like you're going to stand there and you can only watch dudes try and go up a hill so many times in a day when there's so many other, I'd rather be riding needles. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so I probably need two weeks. You need a week for that and a week vacation after that. Cause I'll be that, that, and you need three days to get there. Yeah. You're coming from a lot of places, you know, like, and they got three there and three back and you know, so. What about flat balance? Sorry. What about flat tracking? Well, they used to do that. They did it sort of, what, two years ago? They started actually doing flat track races in the chip. And that was oh, fun. You can go watch them for a couple hours before the concert. So you go watch the races, and then these friggin' front loaders come in and pull all the bale, the bales of hay up, and then you go in you know, closer in to watch the concert. So that's that's fun. Hey, Hollywood, yeah. I think they're saying that Glencoe is uh, the place that we belong. Glencoe? Hell yeah. yeah. That's, where, that's where the pineapples go. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you know, I can't I can't deal with no cops telling me, hey, I can't watch titties. I can't do that. I just can't deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to go somewhere where it's wide open. <laughs> yeah, you do both, man. I, I, I either stay. Yeah, I don't, I don't deal with police, period. Yeah. Go ahead, monkey. That's another problem, too, though, that the uh, they bring cops in from, like, freaking five states away. All over. Yeah. And from all over the place. And um, they don't necessarily know some of them are on edge some of them hate bikers some of them are very cool actually you got a lot of them on main street that the whole job is to keep anybody from shooting anybody that's the whole like hey they're trying they're just there to defuse a situation you know like and 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 they're just trying to keep people from dying so i've seen them give mouthy dudes a whole lot of chances to not go to jail mm-hmm. like i've seen them go like hey man why don't you just throw that drink away and get in a cab and go home? And the guy's like, well, let me tell you. And you're like, oh, give this a second. This is going to go bad. Like, Hey, guys, everybody's about to get in this truck, so I got to go, guys. So Talk to you. I'm sorry for uh, the unprofessionalism here, but hey, so I didn't expect need, to be gone. You didn't before, need anything. You had no, zero. I didn't need anything. I'm literally going to stop at Burger King right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm not happy. Professional monkey, thanks for being on the show, man. Much love to you, dude. Appreciate it, brother. Take care, Danny. Peace, guys. Well, you're talking about uh, safety. How has it been as far as wrecks are concerned? Because we know every major rally, you're going to have a lot of wrecks. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, Daytona, especially. Oh, my God. I seen some wrecks when I was down there. I see a bunch Uh, of wrecks just from the drunk asses trying to show off after. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about when they're on the big rides, uh, going to Rushmore, oh. stuff like that, Monkey. You would know that. There's there's uh, a lot of deaths every year. Uh, mm-hmm. It varies. Some years are better than others. I know that, uh, what was it, 19, I guess, was me and my wife were walking back to grab the bus to go back. That's another thing. There's, there's bus services that are fun. They have dancing girls that serve beer on the bus, like, and that's a way to stay out of jail. You've been riding all day. You leave your bike at the rig. You get on the bus. You take the bus downtown which is not far, but, you know, they're looking for drunk drunk riders, man. Like, every bike, they're pulling bikes over for no reason, just just to see if you're drunk. So to bus it in and out of town can save you ten grand. you know? Yeah, I anyway, think the so, highest mortality is RVs and bikes getting. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So we're, we're walking back to the friggin' bus stop on Main Street late at night, 
and there's a there's a cop stand there and i go hey just curious like how how fatality's been this year and he said uh not a good year and i can't remember what the number was but it was six or seven or something like that and he goes uh we're seeing a trend of dudes that rode when they were kids and gave up the bike for the kids right we've all heard that story we've all had buds that got rid of the bike when the kids were born right then they raise the kids and they make a little money so now they're they're getting back into riding when they're you know 50 whatever and they go out and they buy an ultra limited because they can afford it and the last bike they rode was a honda cb 750 you know in, in 1979 or something and it's a 960 pound motorcycle that they're not prepared to ride and they hit those hills and they can't make a turn they fly off hit a tree and they die he's like that's yep. it's just what happens you know and and that was the trend is dudes buying bikes that are way heavier than they're used to riding those hills not even hard they just don't realize that they're varying what they call them, varying radius turns on iron mountain road where yeah. the turn actually tightens when you're in the middle of it in the, the middle of the turn doesn't yeah. stay uniform it actually tightens on you so you're laying into it and all of a sudden that some bitch gets tighter on you and and you're not ready and you you shoot off and hit a tree and it's freaking fatal so mm. It's gotten a little better over the last, say, three years because there's been enough lives lost that people, that story's getting out, you know. But, yeah, it's dangerous, you know. And it's not drunks. It's not drunks and, and goofy assholes like it is in Daytona. It's people that are not qualified for that kind of ride. I can know? see that because I see a lot of guys, even out here, as soon as they get that new bike, instead of just practicing with it, they just mm-hmm. go out on the nice ride and try to keep up with other people or – feel like they have to keep up and they can't uh, right. a big like you said almost a thousand pound bike is not a joke in the beginning to <laughs> to yeah. to try to ride so no it isn't man uh how did you feel and i'm sure you went to it that year when it because south dakota gnome didn't close the state down during the right. covid stuff right uh, i don't know if you went to that rally where it was right in the middle of that pandemic but if you did or you didn't because you've been there a long time, how did you feel about the media and how they attacked bikers and the rally itself for happening? It was, it was from all sides, man. Like it it was locals that didn't want the rally to happen. Um, I I hope I'm not saying this wrong, but there was something along the lines of they actually did take a vote in the city of Sturgis and the residents voted against the rally. And then they still had it because they depend on that revenue. Mm. So there was some there were some protests in the in the on Main Street in Sturgis, and people were saying, "Oh, it's whatever." Insert whatever Antifa. No, it wasn't, dude. It was people who lived in Sturgis that were there protesting the rally, saying we didn't want this and go home and uh, and bikers themselves. The community turned on itself. In a lot of ways, because that that year it was 2020 that I, I was there. I stayed in Glencoe that year, that year, and I came home with COVID. I got freaking COVID, man! Like, how many freaking million people got COVID? We, all, you know, know somebody. That, anyway, I came home and I had it, and and I got. I remember I got on the Glencoe Facebook page trying to be nice, going, "Hey, I was in spot Q50." You know, I'm just saying I I got sick. If anybody you know around me. Just, uh, I don't, I'm just saying, like, that's where I was and I came home with it. So do with what you will. And the people lost their minds. Like, he wasn't even there. He's a liar. He's a, da, da, da. I'm like, dude, 
it's just it's it's an infection and people get it like it's not it's this is not you're, you're trying to inform them i'm just trying to be I'm, I'm thinking i'm being thoughtful like you know yeah and the owners of glencoe were on there going stop man it, it happens some people got it well, well so you, you put you put half a million people together in a small town when there's an infection going around people are going to get it man that's just that's just life you know like, i wasn't saying i was a mistake or i regretted it but so that that was a weird year, and that you had the media everywhere saying the, that we're all irresponsible for being here, but you also had people springing back the other direction and saying it's not real and it's a conspiracy and it's it. And I'm like, calm down. It's the, it's a bad flu, <laughs> you know, like and it's I, real contagious <laughs> and not the end. Of, you know, like damn, calm down, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, that's funny you mentioned that the the city, the people actually wanted to cancel it, and you just came back and said, "Yeah, the revenue stream." Could you give some type of because no- I know it's astronomical that what they bring in as far as taxes are concerned. Oh, I, where it, it yeah. lowers everybody else's taxes in that town. So where are they coming off saying, "Hey, we don't want to have this"? Well. Your property taxes are only hundred bucks because of this. Mm-hmm. So you had that. You had the the residents saying no, but the business owners saying yes because they needed. Right. You know, right. there's, there's, there's people that own a lot of property there in the city of Sturgis that they their entire mortgage for the year is paid from a week's sales. Oh, Airbnb rentals. Uh, yeah. they do the, even the golf cart rentals like you do. Um, that that's a huge. Look at look at uh, Woody uh, Rod Rod Woodruff who owns the Buffalo Chip. If if Sturgis didn't happen one year, like I have no idea what the guy's finances are, but he makes I'm sure he makes millions of dollars in that one week. You know, like and that probably pays his taxes and his uh, employs people from all over the country. And there's a lot riding on that rally. So mm-hmm. people would be people would be foreclosed on. You'd have people, well, a lot of people their don't understand that too. And you just mentioned it. Uh, yeah. A lot of people come around the country to work that one, especially girls for the bar and stuff. Do you remember the Cycle Source virtual rally that year? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So Chris and Heather owned Cycle Source. They put on, um, I can't remember what month it was, but they put on a virtual motorcycle rally. It was right in the midst of all the lockdowns where we hadn't done nothing for months and we're all losing our damn minds. And they did it like this, but they kept cutting to different people and it was like they had the rally bartenders so the girls that normally do the tricks on the bars were doing them in their backyard or something and there were ways that you could tip and send money and the money was going to be divided equally amongst all the girls that did their their normal bars it was a lot of fun and i remember me and the wife sat on the couch that night and drank a lot (laughs) but it was like (laughs) trying to like oh it was a virtual motorcycle rally they had they had live the jasmine kane performed from her house and you know, like it was fun, you know. Everything, everything in the garage, <laughs> just sitting on the yeah. bikes. That instead, of, yeah, they had a bike show that that was they they went to all these dudes' garages and they showed their bikes virtually and they vote on. Like, it was it was yeah. really cool, you know. Like they tried, yeah, yeah. Rock on, man! Those girls are making a lot of money out there. That I know. Oh yeah. damn right they are. <laughs> yeah, if I did that. I don't think people girls travel from so many states, just like the cops do, to go work uh, work that event. Because the cops, the off duty cops, get paid good money to go yeah. down there. They get paid. Well, money. they take their vacation from their normal department. Yeah, they get paid time off, and they yeah. go. Yeah. Well, what about 
what happens after the rally? You know, when everybody goes home and stuff like that, does it turn into a one horse town? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a tiny town that has, I mean, it has a decent tourism business anyway, because you know, 52 weeks out of the year, the Badlands are there. Mount Rushmore is there in Keystone. It's a big sightseeing area. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to do with your kids, you know, the rest of the year, except you got to be careful because they'd like, I remember it was a couple of years ago, they had a snowstorm in July. <laughs> like, like it's, it's cold up there. And, you know, so you gotta, it's a very short tourism season, but uh, it's, it's, it's a cool place. But yeah, Sturgis is what, I don't know, 5,000 people or something like that. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a tiny 500,000 minimum. Right. Yeah. yeah. At the least. Well, about you, man, let's uh, get you in the hot seat there. What got you going with your channel, man? You're just blowing up everywhere. Me or Wild On? Shit, I ain't blowing anywhere. Head. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're talking about you. Who the hell do you think he's talking to? I, I, I got I, I, so it started uh, with those Sturgis videos, and 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 what the hell was year was it? Twenty, late twenty, or whatever. And I just did a couple videos screwing around just for my own entertainment because you're stuck at home, right? Like, couldn't I work from home most of the time? And I used to travel for work a lot all over the fucking world, and that stopped. So I was just bored and I was watching a lot of channels and yours and baggers and brews and Fort nine. And you know, I'm watching motorcycle stuff best I can. And my wife was like, you should do some videos on Sturgis cause it's intimidating to go for the first time. It's expensive and, and just do it for fun. And so I did it for fun. Didn't care if anyone watched And all of a sudden February of 2020, I'm like log on and I've got a thousand subscribers and it's, and it's uh, uh monetized or I can monetize it. I can click, you know, monetize whatever. And so I just started every day. I was doing something stupid in the garage. I would do a, a video on it. And, uh, and it just, it just grew by itself. Like I just started blowing up and, and uh, when I, I don't know, not, not blowing up because this, the biker community in YouTube's is small, right? Like we're not, none of us are doing makeup, you know, <laughs> Makeup tutorials. Speak or, for or, yourself. No, <laughs> you're gonna start right next week. I'm doing it. Like, you know, in cars, car stuff is huge on YouTube and and history and all that stuff. But bikers, we don't do we don't computer much. So there's just a lot, you know, fewer fewer bikers on here. But it's a blast, man. It's fun. It ain't never gonna, you know. I don't think it's ever gonna replace my my real job. But I don't care. It's a good time, you know. Like, and I made we made a ton of friends that I've never been in the same room with. You know, that, that's one good thing about uh, this type of business. If you're in it is you do get to meet everybody from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, is, now, I was going to say thing. one thing is that professional, you're a really great storyteller. Like just by when you talk in a video, it's just I, I like I watched a bunch of videos there and I was like, man, I just sit there entertained by your stories like a great storyteller, which is fantastic in the videos. And I think that's why a lot of people, they, they kind of see you. You as a great storyteller, but like they're part of your stories, basically. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think it's fun. Like I, I, I jokingly say, like I actually don't like people very much. Like I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of keep to myself, you know, professionally. I try my best, but, but I like bikers and I like motorcycles and I like talking about bikes and I like talking about bike rallies and, and so that I'll talk about all day long, you know. But when I'm and work stuff, I, I do what I got to do and then I'm, I try to get out. 
Like, I don't want to be around, you know, I go back, go to the bar, go whatever. But if it comes to bikes, I'll, I'll talk all night about it. You know, you want to, but. Mm. What's it, what does it drive you nuts that bikers look at life one way and then you got the outsiders that, for one, don't like us because we are living the way we want to live, but they carry an attitude towards you. It, you know, like, there's a best way to thanks, baby. See the devil in, in the house. Mrs. Monkey brings shots. She's fantastic. Is that, is that Yukon Jack? Well, maybe. That's Hunter Proof. Something <laughs> whiskey. Love you, Cheers. See you guys. We oh, like these, these shot glasses are from El Buffalo. Where's she going? She can sit down. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm enjoying you guys from before. She's out there watching. She's chatting in the time. Uh, oh Lord, that is the Hunter Proof stuff. Um, it, it's frustrating, man. And I and I tell you why. The, the I. I I I only do so much organizational. Like I always say, you guys know, and I've said I mentioned both your channels and Danny D. Like if you're looking for club stuff, there are channels for that. That that's what they focus on, right? Like go, that's them. Go go watch them. I only do videos about that when something has happened that has triggered a specific story to tell or thing to comment on. Like the dude, the, the friend of mine who was a prospect who left because it wasn't a fit. And he decided this other club were really tight with that they were a fit. We knew them, and and I funny thing is I knew it. I'm like, yeah, you're more of a fit there, man. Like you know, and so I called their P and said, he's got my endorsement. He's a good dude. Like you know, that's one of the videos I felt strongly about because I thought it was important to say like that is okay to do. Like you know, if 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 it's not a fit here, and and he's leaving on good terms. Why wouldn't you say mm-hmm. to someone else like this? I do think he's a better fit for your family. Um, but invariably, we I guarantee you both seen this same comment a million times. This is exactly why I don't understand bikers and died with that. And they got to share their goddamn <laughs> opinion about how they're. I just want to ride my motorcycle. Da-da-da. And I and I'm like, so just do that and shut up. Like why? Why do you got to comment? This this wasn't for you, you know. Like, and I don't. don't I don't love the haters that we get, man. Now me, I get all the haters. I, everyone, you know what? I do love you haters. Keep doing it because you make me famous. But anyway, I love my haters. But there are so many of them. They're vicious, and that's why you know sometimes I get jealous of like your platform or the moto vloggers because everybody's cool with you guys me i'm hated <laughs> you know <laughs> i kind of hate you too hollywood you know <laughs> there you go <laughs> but that's why when i talk to newer creators i always tell them stay away from the club stuff as much as you can because you're going to get in a situation where not only are you going to be questioned on the internet but you're going to run into people on the streets that you better know what you're doing if you're going to get involved in this. You better know that your P's and Q's. Yeah, I, I I get emails a lot because we we I know that you know a lot of people in it that that are at the top of the top of the diamond wearing. We all know they're more than likely often not in the side chat, right? They're not they they might watch, but I, I get emails. I get emails. I don't get comments or, or side chat stuff, but I get emails where they go, "Hey, man." I've never gotten a bad one. I've never gotten a single person say, I take issue what you said and they sign, you know, such and such 1%. That's never happened. It's always been, hey, 
thanks for writing that line of being informative, but not trying to say too much. Cause I'm not, I'm not, it's not, that's not who I am. I, I know who I am. That what's the, what's the top rule in that life? Be who you are. Nothing more, mm-hmm. nothing less. Don't, don't be something you're not. And I ain't never going to do that. Like, so I, I, I joined my organization 18 years ago in Missouri. I, I, there's been many a time where I've seen someone get heavy handed and talk mm-hmm. to, and I, I ain't doing that. I'm not, Right. I got no, I got Thanks, no, nothing to for joining. Satan child. I appreciate that. Uh, tried biker news, uh, professional monkey for a week. <laughs> See how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so my mine is just uh, YouTube hates me. <laughs> I don't have YouTube hates me. Guy bounce around from different topics. I'm doing some, I'm starting to do aviation stuff now. So the algorithm really just really hates. You got to make a new channel, man. You got to make a separate channel that's yeah. on that. Like that's the that's the secret. So I don't understand this stuff, but I got people that are that are nice and friendly, and they'll give advice, and and they always say like like I, they tell me like you should never show my I should never show my RV again. I should only I should do a separate channel about anything about the rig, and I'm like yeah, but I only talk about the rig when it's about a biker rally. So I don't I no I ain't doing an RV channel. There's channels for that. Yeah, like I, you know, like I, I only talk about it was like this is how I loaded these bitches in here and they're three inches apart, and I hope they don't do this shit down the highway. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, about, like you're not you're probably not going to be in an RV show. <laughs> going yeah, because they're all pretty wholesome. You ever notice that? Like RV yeah. channels are like you know, like you know. And then people, don't you love when uh, we're the ones doing it, but they all try to give you advice about what you should be doing. <laughs> oh, let someone explain back pressure to you in an ex- on a video about exhaust. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's called back pressure. No, it's reversion and an E equals MC squared times 12. Time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm being completely serious when I say that I'm interested in what you have to say. And I think you should make a video about it. Because I would watch that. I'm not an engineer. I just put the fucking exhaust on. Like, you know what? What do you want? Like, yeah, put the know? exhaust on, turn it on, and hit the throttle. Plug. Sounds good, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Revs up nicely. Where are you going to be taking your channel in the future, man? Because you're bumping up there, man. Uh, almost sixty, going on the way to a hundred. I, I, I don't plan. <laughs> like I, you know, I. This is a hobby and it's fun. Like I, I, I would like to to do bigger stuff. I mean, what I, here's what I would love to do. I would love to buy bikes and then do whatever I want to do to them and then just not lose money on it. Like sell it, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to do the raffle thing. I not, I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I don't want to do the raffle thing. Cause the, 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 it's complicated, man. I, you know, if, if people hate you, we have, you know, there's somebody that hates all three of us. And you do it the wrong way, somebody's going to be like, he illegally, da, da, da. I ain't doing that. I don't want to get into that mess. Uh, I just want to, I want to, I'd like to start buying bikes and fixing them up, making them cool, sell them, just get my money back, move on, do something else. I want to get my chopper going because that's an, a thing I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know nothing about bikes with 35 year old wiring systems that have been spliced together and you know i want to i want to make one of old guys man <laughs> thanks for that nick uh really appreciate it making the rounds thanks for the show thanks nick nick's a good dude but you you really you're more into the newer stuff than the older stuff i gotta get you a shaggy he can help you with uh building the old stuff man he's still yeah, working I- on iron heads and shovel heads 
I'm he's actually still, he's still working on the same one for like 20 years. He just has he doesn't even ride it. <laughs> Shaggy. I see him in the comment section somewhere. Where is that guy? Talking shit about Cubans. Go ahead, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm actually I'm really I'm into the old stuff. I just I know what I don't know and I have no knowledge. Like I'm I'm pretty confident on Twin Cam or an Evo or these now the Milwaukee eight, you know. But mm. I, I I don't know shit about chopper wiring. They talk about a six wire system, and I'm like, what is that? But I want to know about it, you know. And everything well, I, Shaggy, yeah, Shaggy, I Shaggy just said, bring it up in August. He'll wire it for you. Oh, you have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there in Missouri. <laughs> the the no that I would if I had room in my rig. I already got, I'm bringing two up because I'm bringing three back. Uh, there's a local club down this neck of the woods that's that I'm that I'm really tight with all of them. I love them to death. Good dudes, and they're all going to Sturgis, and um, the P is 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 riding up, but his family's coming up, wife and a little one. So he's going to fly back, and I'm bringing his bike back for him. So I, my bike, my rig can hold three bikes. So I got to keep one space open. Otherwise, I otherwise I'd do that. Well, Shaggy, you know, come to real, Florida, man. How about that? <laughs> it's real easy, man. Just take the top chopper up to there, drop it off, go to Sturgis, pick it back up. <laughs> I was going to ask you something. For, for the guys in the comment section or people that have never been to Sturgis, what's the like minimum to a point what you think your people are going to be spending if they can save money to do the trip? What's the a ballpark for over your years that you think? I did a... I did a I did a video just on the budget, and I, I think I was like, if you're within uh, a thousand miles, two thousand miles, this is before fuel prices went crazy. But I was like, if if you're a tenter, if you're okay tenting it, and you can be a cheap bastard like I am able to be, I, it's still going to be two to twenty five to three grand, I think, because you got fuel there, you got, and I'm assuming an old lady. Right, I'm assuming a passenger. Another mouth to feed, yeah. Right, so you got seven hundred dollars in campground passes, right? You got fuel at eighty dollars a gallon, or where the hell are we paying by August? <laughs> you right. got uh, 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 even if even if you're tenting, you're going to be eating out a lot. You can only eat so many bologna sandwiches, right? And food's expensive. Beers are five bucks, you know. Uh, it, so I, I, and you're going to want to buy a t-shirt, right? And then you go there and every freaking brother you got is going to be like, I don't have a t-shirt, I don't have a t-shirt, I don't, you know, so you're going to be buying 97 t-shirts while you're there. So I, I think that that like two to three grand, right? So this is my thing. That's my, my one thing per year. Uh, my wife enjoys it as much as I do. So I, there's no argument there, right? I have this luxurious situation where my wife doesn't give me any shit about Sturgis. I know that's a fight for some dudes in their house. Oh yeah. But my wife's like, no man, like we're, we're doing this all the way, you know, like, you know, we're all in. So I, I did the math. I think I'm going to spend about $8,500 on it this year, but that's, that's a lot of that's fuel. I mean, I burned 500 gallons of diesel going, going up and back probably about 510 gallons. So that right there is, you know, well, you're looking at what $6 a gallon by that time. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be painful. Like I don't want to think about it. Like I, you know, like I'm just gonna. I have one credit card with a zero balance that I'm just gonna use at the pumps the whole way there back and not think about it. And I'll deal with that when I get home, right? You know, hmm, um, right. But but um, yeah. So it's it's it is expensive. It's real expensive. I still think it's worth it. 
How do you uh, you think the fuel cost this year is going to cause a drastic uh, reduction in the rally numbers? No, I think that that those that go love it so much. The what are they? What smart people would call it elasticity is is pretty wide. You know, like I think that people that are eat, I think people eat a lot of fuel costs before because if you do the math, all right. So my fuel difference last year to this year is going to be about 600 bucks, 650 something like that. Well, in the great scheme of things, that's not yeah, a not compared a to the, yeah, if you're spending that 8 grand. <laughs> you know like it's not it's not a deal breaker, you know? And it actually isn't going to be 8 because some things sold out before I got booked. So like I, I normally book a giant campsite because uh, uh way more than I need because my friends that I've known forever, I, they throw their tents on my RV site. So it's like my, <laughs> we're the wrong side of the tracks, my campsite during the rally. Like <laughs> my rig is there, but there's like tents all around it and drunk people laying on it. You know, so I get a huge site so that we're not in anyone's business, but those were all sold out. So there was several hundred dollars that I now couldn't spend, for example. So, mm-hmm. but so if you're at 500, man, you're looking at some gas, man. About 510 gallons. It's going to be the whole way there and back, and you know, pulling my rig. I get I get nine miles a gallon pulling the rig, regardless of what's in it. Like basically, the wind is the problem, not the weight. So I have an F two an F two shitty. My F two fifty diesel doesn't care how much weights it's pulling. If it's pulling, it's nine. You know, like that's that's what it is. Right, right. We'll rock on, man. You got anything else, uh, Wild On? We're running up on an hour here. Yeah, no, that was my question because, I mean, a lot of people want to go, and then I, I just kind of worry sometimes. I do think the prices are going to go up even for the vendors and uh, and sales. So people's first experience is going to be a big one to their wallet. So I was trying to make sure they understand mm-hmm. uh, to kind of plan appropriately. I mean, you can plan the least you want to, but just be realistic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Dallas. Is- this is my new kitty, man. We just adopted her. She's a calico, and she wants to get famous, I guess. I think she <laughs> likes you. <laughs> she does. Uh, China Dow don't spend enough time with her. <laughs> so she's always with me. You know, I am the one who has to get the catnip out and stuff. I almost got yelled at because I wanted to give her some real stuff, and that didn't work <laughs> out. <too good> for <laughs> well, everybody... Uh, Get over to Professional Monkey. I really love the channel. I watch him every time he comes on. Uh, he's funny, good storytelling, uh, gives a lot of awesome information out there. Just one of the better YouTube channels as far as motorcycles are concerned, bikers are concerned. Uh, he really puts the positive spin on what we all do instead of what the media says we all do. So make sure you guys get over there and check him out. Uh, if you're listening on the radio podcast platforms and all that good stuff, it's professional monkey on YouTube. Yeah. Any final thoughts professional? Yeah, actually the, 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 a funny quick story. I remember the day that you did a video called let's talk about professional monkey. No. Oh. And <laughs> that was, I was, I was, I'm just like that, that had to do with my thing. And all of a sudden one of my viewers that, that I know outside the channel, he texts me, he goes, dude, Hollywood just did a video about you, and he and he sn- he sent me like the thumbnail, and uh-huh. my exact words I looked at I go oh no, because <laughs> I because because you know that there's a period it's gotten much better there's a period where like 
all you get is freaking hate mail and negative comments and People have watched too much Sons of Anarchy, and all they want to do is go on and tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, shut the fuck. Anyway, so right. you assume everyone hates you. And he sent me that thumbnail, and I was like, oh, no. Like, this is terrible. And I watched the video. I'm like, holy shit, he's being nice. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't process that. Like, I, I, remember, that. I remember when we first started talking about you in general, because um, I was saying this is what real, like, it, it was going to, for the main viewers or the percentage of independent writers as a whole, that's the style of YouTube channel that is going to be the like the better way to go. And the way that you're doing things, the natural growth, you're having fun. It's a hobby for you. You enjoy it. You can see you enjoy it. So I remember talking about you about that. And I think you did a shout out with one of my videos, too. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. So then I remember Hollywood did that video, too. So that was neat. Well, you know I, what? I, I was really impressed by it. I was him and Miss Monkey. I was like, you know what? That's the kind of image that bikers need to have, you know, not what you're seeing in the media. And then when you throw his storytelling in and the different things he's talking about, Sturges, he's working on bikes. I was like, you know what? That reminds me of the old days when I came up where that's what we used to do. You know, it wasn't all this. Let's just go to a bar deal no we were hanging out in the garage talking that's why i like his background uh, you know that's what draws me is the garage shoots because mm -hmm. i was like yeah man, we used to do that all the time that's not done any more hardly so i appreciate that video i mean it, it was cool it was good to see some positive like feedback that was nice so i appreciate it <laughs> rock on <laughs> well awesome. i appreciate having you on uh monkey it was killer man i really love the information you give out to everybody and all the education you give that's just awesome stuff appreciate it man rock on